तब कथाम तप्त जीवनम कविड़ कलमशापहम श्रवणमंगल श्रीमदतम भुवि गृहतीजुरीदना द नेक्टर ऑफ द वर्ल्ड्स इज द लाइफ फॉर दोज हु आर स्कॉर्स्ड बाय द वर्ल्ड द वर्ल्ड्स व्हिच हैव बीन आटर्ड बाय द नोअर्स ऑफ ट्रूथ व्हिच वाइप आउट सिंस द वेरी हियरिंग ऑफ व्हिच इज बेनिफिशियल व्हिच आर ब्यूटीफुल प्लीजिंग टू द इयर्स pleasing to the hearts which are inexhaustible those who recount them on the earth are the givers of plenty om shanti 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 peace 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 be to This evening is our first class by me, of course, <clears throat> in this summer season. As you know, I come here in summer and winter one month, and Saturdays I give satsang. <clears throat> This year we shall start a series. about vedanta monks in india as well as in the west last few years i was working on this book in bengali prachin sadudher katha stories of the old monks of the ramkrishna order Sri Ramakrishna is our source. Then came the first generation, Sri Ramakrishna's disciples, both monastic and householders. We have not seen them. Then came the second generation of monks. The first generation of monks was trained by Ramakrishna. You see, training is the most important thing in spiritual life. god in human form trained people so we have not seen the first generation we have i have not seen the jari disciples of ramakrishna but i met two persons who saw sri ramakrishna then came the second generation those who are trained by the jari disciples of ramakrishna i wrote about them 82 monks life stories reminiscences i collected 42 i my collections and another 40 i collected from two other monks from their diaries so i met many this second generation monks now most of them are gone only one or two are alive the second generation monks are also gone i had many diaries of these dead monks so i thought that if i 
do not do it, it will be lost. And somewhere in my palm diaries, I started to associate with these monks from 1950. I was 14 years old. And many things I used to write in my diary. So, I started to write. Okay, you can see my handwriting. So I wrote 700 pages. It will come in two volumes. These people are trained by Holy Mother, Swami Vivekananda, Swami Brahmananda, Shivananda, the Jari disciples trained them. Those things I shall tell you. These are not in the books yet. So you will be able to know a tidbit about spiritual life and and many things you will be able to learn. You see, everything is not in the books. Some comes through oral tradition or seeing others. That is the way it works. So I shall see my note, but I shall go on speaking to you. It will not be, I am not translating, but just based on this I am going to give you a talk. So let me start first with Shami Shantananda, 1884 to 1974. He was a disciple of Holy Mother and very close to the mother, mother's attendant also. I first met him in 1954 and 55 in Holy Mother's house in Udbodhan. I went to bow down to him. He told me, you bow down from a distance. Hmm? Why? <laughs> so I obeyed him. Later than I came to know, he had tuberculosis. And he did not want me to be close to him. But he was cured at that time. But still, he was very cautious, don't come near me, bow down from a distance. Then Queen Swami Sridharanandaji, who is now in head of the Sydney Australian centers, he told me this story. He had tuberculosis in 47, 48. At that time, there is no cure, no disease for tuberculosis. Steptomycin, all those things came later. So TB means you are gone. Like, you are surely you will die. So the moment doctor came to know that he had tuberculosis, what did they do? He would be isolated. Room bound. Somebody will come and drop food in front of your room. So, in Banaras, that thing happened. They immediately isolated him so that he should not be associated with other monks. But Sridharanandaji was his attendant. He continued to serve him. 
then Swami Birajanandaji was then president. He found in Shimla, there is a King George V TB sanatorium. At that time it was British period. India was free from 1947, you see. So TB sanatorium, when he went there, oh, then I have TB. That means I shall be, I shall die. What happened? Immediately he isolated himself. And did not talk to anybody. Just ate and stayed in his room. Then he told what happened. Holy Mother told him, if there is any crisis in your life, Holy Mother died in 1920, I'm talking about 1946-47. If you have any crisis in your life, think of me, remember me. Few days you completely isolate yourself from the people and practice japa mind meditation and pray and ask me mother what shall I do <coughs> this Swami was telling this young monk how to get command from the divine mother japa mind meditation and pray and ask mother what shall I do during that period Eat very small quantity. Keep your body and mind pure. And minimum, what is necessary, minimum you talk to the people. And don't let people know that what you are doing. If you see that you are not getting any command, do not give up hope. Hold on. Continue. Never lose faith and patience. If you see that you are, it is taking time to get command, remember that it means that your mind is, has not reached the same level so that you can reach me. You see, it is, it is spiritual level, it goes in this way, otherwise you can, Sri Ramakrishna is there and you am here. It does not work. You will have to lift yourself up. Then from the same level you can communicate. At that time with love and faith, with devotion, with longing heart, continue to pray to me. So he did. What happened? Holy Mother appeared before him. Ask my son, what do you want? Then the Swami said, Mother, I have tuberculosis, I shall die. But I have one prayer. This young man is serving me, may he not die from tuberculosis. That is my prayer. That I want, may he not die. 
Mother said, that will be fine. So this incident is very important to me. How to get command from divine beings. He used to live just opposite to Swamiji's temple in Belunmat. When I was coming to this country, I went to bow down to him. It was 1971, May. I, his attendant says, Maharaj, he is going to America, please bless him. So I sat in front of him. He was looking at me. No talk. After 15 minutes, he used only two words. Job Kuru. Repeat mantra. Then again he went into silence. Then his attendant said, he may not talk to you, you can go now. Once I was interviewing, uh, I was interviewing Shami Madhavanandaji, he told me, Uncle Maharaj, why our minds are so restless? Oh, you're complaining, your mind is restless. Well, yes. Look at that monk, pointing to Shami Shantananda. He does not struggle at all. The moment he sits, he merges. He could complete him. Merges it. Divine consciousness. He used to tell that I sometimes hear Anahata Dhoni. From inside, from the this from this chakra, I hear that mantra, that sound I hear. Om. Shami Turiyananda told about him. That monk attained peace in his life. They never wrote a book, never lectured, but a spiritual dynamo. If you just go and sit near him, that's enough. Sitting near him will be enough. That is the way we find these great Swamis. Next I shall talk to you about that was Swami Shantananda. Next was Swami Hari Premananda, 1895-1971 and Swami Maheshwarananda, 1890-1973. Swami I met Swami Hari Premananda in 19... 50s, during Mother's centenary time in 1953, I was a volunteer in Udbodan house. I used to see a monk in this short cloth, bihar body, walking around in Holy Mother's house in Calcutta, just like a little boy. Eyes red, high blood pressure. Then in 1959, I met him in Banaras, 
he was my guide. Just before joining, I came to visit some holy places and some old monks. So the moment I entered the monastery in Banaras, he said, my boy, young man, wherever you go, you must first know two things. Where is the bathroom and where is the drinking water? Do you understand? These monks are very practical. <laughs> Wherever you go, first you must know two things. What is the bathroom and what is the drinking water? Because if you feel uncomfortable, you cannot concentrate, you cannot meditate. Then he was my guide, he took me to show Vishwanath, Shiva temple of Banaras. So both of you went, you know, Indian temples, you know, you will not have to make any, make any effort. Just stand there, you will be pushed in and pushed out. <laughs> that is the way Indian temple goes. So I stood there, pushed in, then Maharaj was protecting me, so that I can touch Vishwanath and can repeat my mantra and can do the worship. He was protecting me. The crowd was behind. They were seeing the old monk, they stopped, you know. So then again we were pushed out. Then he told me, come, sit here. In Banaras, in Vishwanath, there is a marble bench is there in the corner. So he said, sit here. And now 15 minutes, you meditate and repeat mantra. Whatever you saw momentarily, very briefly, Lord Shiva, that you meditate. Listen, my boy. When you visit any temple, sit there at least 10 to 15 minutes. Don't go away. I learned how to visit a holy place, holy temple. This is all training. Whenever you go, friends are calling and this and that, don't listen to them. First 10, 15 minutes you must sit in front of the mother, deity. Close your eyes, meditate. These old monks taught me. Then he showed me all around in Vishpanaras, various temples, many temples. Then he took me to a place, he said, Mother climbed this Benimadabe Dhaja. He took me all those places where Holy Mother visited. I shall never forget those stories. But one beautiful story I recorded. I translated it. He told this incident about Holy Mother. Holy Mother's niece Radhu was very sick. Holy Mother took her to Bankura. Jarambati to Bankura, quite a distance. Mother went. Because in Bankura, the Swami was a good doctor, Swami Maheshwarananda. I met him. So in Bakura, there, we may have a room where Holy Mother and Radhu stayed, and this mother's attendant, Hori Premaraj, Hori Premananda, also was there. Mother had some pain of her legs all through her life. After staying in Dakshineshwar, confined, no movement, 
So she had that kind of arthritis or lumbago, whatever you may call it. So this young monk was rubbing her feet with medicated oil. Mother was seated on a stool and she was rubbing with oil, with a kerosene lantern. And she was, he was thinking, you know, she is an old lady and wrinkled, old, you know, legs are all full of wrinkles and veins and sinews are all visible. He was rubbing oil and thinking all those things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and people call her Divine Mother, you know, Jagadamba. <laughs> all of a sudden, he saw mother's feet change. It is completely well-developed, like 16 years old girl, well-developed, fleshy feet. Where is that old lady? I was rubbing the oil. Then he looked up, he saw Jagadhatri, four hands, gorgeous. Seeing mother, he fell down. Ma! He lost consciousness. Then mother was, after some time, mother was asking, Ohari, kiholo go? Ohari, kiholo go? Ohari, what happened? What happened? Hey boy, get up, get up. Again he got up, he saw the old lady still seated there. Mother showed him that her true nature, true form, she was Jagadatri, the goddess of the universe. No education, much, even about we did not go to school, but third mother. That brought fulfillment in their lives. Then, Shami Maheshwarananda, I met him, I think about few times I met him in Advaita Ashrama. Very tall. He was an allopathic doctor but practiced homeopathy. Mother had dysentery in Kualpara. He came to treat mother. Sometimes what he used to do, he will have to stick out the tongue and then he will put the homeopathic drop that medicine he will put on the tongue and then he will put other medicine with some sugar and glue and make the packets, you know. Four times a day, this is the way they used to give. Some globules. So the moment mother, the moment he saw it, oh my goodness. He saw the goddess. His entire mouth is goddess Jagadhatri. He did not dare to put medicine on mother's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> she was telling. Maheshwarananda's <coughs> pre-monastic name is Boikuntho. Her disciple. You give me medicine. My son, I am suffering from dysentery. Give me medicine. No way. 
I can give you medicine, mother. I shall not put medicine in your mouth. I shall make a package and that I shall give to you. You eat. You take the medicine. <laughs> I'm not going to put medicine in your mouth. When mother passed away, mother's body was taken from Udbodhan to Baranagar, nearly mm, two and a half to three miles. They generally, you know, body was there in a cot and monks uh, they are carrying. And this monk was very tall, Mahasharanda. He lifted the umbrella and protecting mother's face so that it, her face should not be heated by the sun. That, you know, sometimes I tell you frankly, I visualize those things. This is called love. This is called love. Then her body was, all her bare, barefooted, walking, hot sun. When we, we, then, I think we have, we have some copies of the new, our new book has come out, Sri Sharada Devi and the Divine Play. We have some copies that there, Usha also ordered some. So that book is available. There you will find the graphic description of how the mother's body was taken. My guru was the helmsman. The big boat put the mother's body, then body was taken to the other side of the Ganges, Belrun Watch. There her body was cremated, anyhow. I still remember it, it was in that connection, I shall tell you that another story. One day I was interviewing Swami Bhuteshanandaji. I told Maharaj, did you find any time your guru mad, angry? His guru was Swami Sharadananda. Was a sthita prigyo, unpartered. Well, yes, one day I saw Swami Sharadananda angry. Well, when? When mother's body was cremated in balloon mud, after the cremation, they poured water and they closed the funeral pyre with Ganges water. And then some devotees started to take the mother's bones and ashes relics. Then Sharadananda became very angry. He said, those who are taking these ashes and relics of the mother, if they do not do the worship daily, there will be disaster in that family. Everybody dropped their things. <laughs> he shouted. Then the monks came and they have a copper urn. They took all the bones and ashes and we preserved. On that spot in Belun Mati you will find Holy Mother's temple. Bhutishanandaji told me that story. 
된 샤미 샤나는도 1898-1974 버르다 모하라지 A village boy, 11 years old came to Holy Mother You served me His father was a devotee Next 11 years he always with the Holy Mother, served him, served her. Mother used to say, Varada and Hori, my two daughters. <laughs> like my two brahmacharis, they are like my two daughters. I was very close to Varada Maharaj. When I was coming to this country, I remember he gave me mother's hair. Mm. After rubbing the oil to her feet, there is a napkin. They rubbed that mother's feet. I mean, oil too. It was oil. So he gave a piece of that napkin. That is also with me. Then, various other mother's relics I have. Varada Maharaj told me many stories and he used to give a lecture in our Advaita Ashrama. I, was, I used to set the microphone for that lecture. I still remember the way he used to talk. Holoni, Hobek, Korbek, Jaboni. These are the all local colloquial words of the Bankura district. How Holy Mother used to talk. So in 1968, he, his reminiscences, his diary is also with me. All these 11 years what he saw in Holy Mother, he wrote down. And that came out in a book for Matri Shannidde, in the company of Holy Mother. In our book, I exhaustively translated from that Bengali book. I saw two teachings always with him. One, a mother's album, of course, relics is there, and another is mother's footprint. In 1919, that was the last footprint mother gave during her lifetime. And Baroda Maharaj brought some dye, alta, red paint. You put around the feet, you know, that red paint and some cloth, and mother, they put under her feet and she stood. It was in Kualpara. So what happened? That footprint he used to carry. We, I remember with the, some pins are there, some push, and then uh, on a piece board, and then covered with a red cloth. Wherever he would go, he would carry this mother's footprint. So when he died in 1974, so in 82, when I was in Banaras, I came to know about that footprint. Rajani Maharaj said, I have a footprint. Then I told Rajani Maharaj, he, I knew him in Calcutta. I called Maharaj, what do, what, 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 do, what do you want? Maharaj, you remember, he used to love me so much. <laughs> yes, 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 I used to love you. He was in Gadadar Ashrama and used to bring some sweets for us. Maharaj, you have so much love for me. Yes, yes. 
Maharaj, I want that food bridge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, after my death, you can get it. Uncle, after your death, I shall not be here. I am, I am in America. Who will take away mother, Maharaj? I want that one. You told me that you love me, and now you... <laughs> I got it, and then <laughs> I, I brought it in St. Louis, and I, with the acid-free cloth, we tied and air tight, we framed it and put it under the, in the water. That is why Baroda Maharaj's footprint. <laughs> you know, I had to play something. <laughs> And that he had that one magazine, money, all mother's food photos are there. So that album, I, it is in Belrumat Library, I Xeroxed and kept it with me. But you know, do you know what? In 1969, I was thinking, these monks will die very soon. Before they die, I must keep the record. I printed one set of photographs of Holy Mother, 35 photographs. I sent to Banaras and asked him, you write down at the back, when, where, who are they, this, all the histories of all the photographs. So I have his handwriting, all those things are with me in St. Louis, in my archives. You know, when they die, nobody will tell you when the photo was taken, where it was taken, and who are in the group. So I, have been, I worked for that. Then he showed me another thing, I could not resist. Holy Mother's original photograph, which was taken in 1898. It belonged to Sister Nivedita. I go, Maharaj, give me that photograph. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. I go, Maharaj, somebody will take it away. With that photo, with that print you see, that came from that photo, that original. So, now we did a background even, but our pictures are very good. So anyhow, all right, I can give one condition. What is the condition? Your president should guarantee that you, you for it. I asked Shaim Buddha, Nandaji, Maharaj, give guarantee. Well, yes, yes, Maharaj, we shall give you guarantee, give this picture. <laughs> that original picture, which was in Advaita Sana, but I brought it with me in, now in St. Louis. <laughs> they do not know the value of all those things. footprint. Then I asked him, Maharaj, you lived with Holy Mother for 11 years. What did you see? In whom I have mother, I have aunt, I have sisters. What is the difference between those women and Holy Mother? I want to know the difference between these women. Then Maharaj said, have you seen any person in your life who is completely desireless? Nirbhashana. She had no desires. Human beings have desire. God has no desire. But that I saw in the mother. She is gorgeous. To show in, his, in our book, in his book, we are, we are giving photographs. So he showed me one photograph. 
Do you see this photograph? She is Kaushambi, a form of the Divine Mother. I mean, a woman, married woman with unbroken chastity is called Kaushambi. In Punchonji, it is mentioned. Unbroken chastity. Purest of the pure. That is Holy Mother. And he explained various photographs. I mentioned, you know, in that book, I told what he told me. I put some footnotes there. In the, at the bottom of the photographs, you will find told by Shami Shananda, told by Shami Shananda. All those things you will find there. He told me a funny story. <coughs> there was a famous novelist, Achintagumar Sengupta. He wrote about Holy Mother, about Swamiji, about Sri Ramakrishna, Swamiji, Girish Ghosh, very famous writer. So in lecture he mentioned, Borda Namni Ekti Alpabashka Vidhava Srisi Mahasanghe Gya Chilen. And there was a young widow named Borda went with Holy Mother. So one day Borda Maharaj, that he, he was speaking in Balaram's house and many people would come and listen to his song. So Borda Maharaj went and put his head like this, Achinta Babu, I am that Borda young widow. <laughs> Borda is a woman's name also, you know, Borda, Shubhoda, Gyanoda. <laughs> Generally, Baroda Prasad, Baroda Kumar, that is man's name. So, he, he did not know who Baroda was. So, I am that Baroda whom, whom you mentioned, a young widow who went to the Holy Mother. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> we may, I met Shami. Vishuddhananda ji, he used to say, I gave a name to the Holy Mother, Gondi Bhanga Ma, Barrier Breaking Mother. That is Ram's mother, that is Sham's mother. Ram's mother thinks Ram came from my body, my son, I possess. Sham's mother thinks Sham came from my body, my son, I possess. She is limited, she is limited. When Ram is sick, Sham's mother does not feel so much. When Sham is sick, Ram's mother does not feel that way. But Holy Mother sees that Ram's mother, Sham's mother, Ram, Sham, John, Jack, everybody, my children. This mother, universal mother, Gunji Bhangama, all, all, all beings in this universe, my children, they came from my cosmic womb. He used to tell that, what is the mother? Amazing, this mother's disciples, how they used to say.
I asked Swami Sarudeshanandaji, Mother, tell me about Mother. He was also Holy Mother's disciple, lived in Jalambachi for a long time with Holy Mother. When I asked that question, he said, What did you see in her? Nirubhima. She was egoless. All human beings have egos. God does not have an ego. God does not come and tell you that I created this beautiful Laguna Beach, this universe and all these things. He does not come to say all these things. Completely free from ego, that we saw in her. Maharaj, could you tell me what did you see? But yes, I saw. When she would meditate, she would merge into Samadhi. Her reminiscences, her book has been come out, you know, since my Rupadish. I remember in 1977 I was in Vrindavan, lived with him for a few days. What a monk! Wherever I go first I check what are the books in his room, or what are the things are there. One wooden bed, wooden cot, over that a folded a blanket and one small pillow, one hand fan and one table fan. A few books and Thakur Mother Swamiji's pictures in an album and glasses and an umbrella and a stick. And a bowl, a little this type of bowl. In the dining hall, in the corner, there is a seat for him. The server will put all food in the bowl. He will go there and he will squeeze and eat the whole thing. Like a he doesn't have any teeth at that time. And he will wash his own bowl and take it to his room. Then some monk asked, is there been any class tonight? They thought that because I am a visitor and visiting Swami, so they will wanted to hear something from me. Then Swami said, you did not ask, will there be any food tonight? Only you were asking, will there be any class tonight? I was asking, how? These monks are different kind of monks. <laughs> then we went to the library and we had a long conversation. Then he said, well, perhaps it would be nice if we could hear something from Chaitananda. Then what happened, I used to send money for his expenses. He will not, the money, if anybody gives any money, money will go to the ashram as Shadu fund. 
In his room there is no money. Then one American couple asked him, Maharaj, shall I ask you a question? Yes. Have you seen God? But I have no desire to see God. Then he said, I experience what one needed to experience. He was a really, really great Swami. I was, when I first joined, I read his book, Life of Chaitanya, and I memorized a verse which I liked. Grammo Bartha Nakuibe, Grammo Katanashunibe, Baluna Kaibe or Baluna Puribe, Omani Manuth Krishna Nam Shadalabe, Burje Radha Krishna Sheva Manushoguribe. Chaitanya gave this instruction to Raghunath Goswami, one of his six main disciples. Do not speak anything, worldly, vulgar things, do not speak. Do not listen also all those worldly things. Do not covet good food, comfort, good clothes. Be humble. Chant God's name. And try to stay in a holy place, Brujo, Vrindavan. That is enough for you. This is my instruction for you. Chaitanya told this Raghunath Goswami. He was a son of a very rich man, wanted to be a monk. His parents forced him to get married. He got married. Then he ran away. His mother was telling, this time we shall tie our son with, the, with a chain. <laughs> then father said, this immense wealth and the beautiful wife could not bind our son. Do you think chain can bind my son? <laughs> beautiful girl and money could not bind. And chain will bind. So that, I remember, I memorized it in 1960, hmm? 56 years ago. <laughs> Still I remember that verse. 56 years ago I memorized it. In this Swami, I was very much interested. Do you know why? He is sadhuk, greatly, highly spiritually evolved soul. At the same time, extremely learned. Some monks are very learned, but not very spiritual. Some are very spiritual, not learned. But if they are both, then it is beautiful, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, Holy Mother used to call it ivory covered with gold. Ivory is very expensive. If ivory is covered with gold, it becomes more expensive. So a spiritual person, you know, is very spiritual. Very precious, but if that spirituality is covered with learning, erudition, scholarship, then it, that monk becomes more precious, you see. <laughs> that is the way we evaluate the monks. <laughs> In 1948, there was a riot in Bangladesh, at that time East Pakistan. Mahatma Gandhi went there. So Mahatma Gandhi had a desire to 
listen gospel of Ramakrishna, Kothamrita in Bengal. So he requested Swami Sarudeshananda, Maharaj, Swamiji, in the afternoon, could you come and read happen our gospel of Ramakrishna in Bengali to me? So he used to carry a gospel of Ramakrishna and read to Mahatma Gandhi. So one day he went, so his secretary said, Gandhiji will be busy today, and today there will be no reading. So he left. Next day when the Swami went, Swami Sarudeshananda, Gandhiji said, Swamiji, you did not come yesterday? Well, yes, I came, but your secretary asked me to leave, not to be or busy. What? Is it less important to listen to the gospel of Ramakrishna? Please come every day and read to me. I was to, in 1986 when I went there again, I saw him. I have a picture in your website, you can see it, myself, he and myself. He will go to the shrine, three, four hours meditation is nothing for him. After half an hour, one hour, oof, ah, ooh, ah, we, need, we change our knees, you know. It is a complete effort. He will go and sit in front of Sri Ramakrishna, repeat mantra, meditate. Then in his bundle, there's a cloth bundle, he will put in his arm, he will open. Do you know what is there? He collected the prayers of all great religions of the world. That he would read in front of Sri Ramakrishna. Christian prayer, Jewish prayer, Muslim prayer, Hindu prayer, Buddhist prayer, Shinto prayer, whatever great, then whatever great religions are there in the world, all prayers he will repeat to Sri Ramakrishna. Amazing. Then I used to see his attendant is pulling his fingers, straightening it, straightening it. And the knee also, the knee became like this. So pull, pull, pulling. And it's hour after hour, sitting cross-legged and repeating the mantra, the fingers also become like this. It, come, it cannot move like this. Hours. I used to watch and see. You know, you people do not see this personal life of these monks. If you do not go and live close to them. They are great, great, great people. What is called toposha austerity? They I see his attention is pulling leg hey, fingers. I mean job then kure and I ruined my body practicing spirituality. No complaint. Lying down in bed. But most of the time you see he is not in this world. He lives in a different plane of consciousness. You know, just if you live with them, you can get a glimpse of true spirituality. 
we see Ponjit Shadu giving lecture with this and that, you know. But these Shadus are different. Really different. Many people would flock from Delhi, from various places, from America. Just go and sit near him. He will not talk, lying down. Just sit near him. Shh, your mind will be calm, serene. I met another Swami, Vishesh Maharaj. I, at that time, I used to go in India with a tape recorder and I used to record their reminiscences. He was 19 years old, came from Silet. I had no money. Asked a monk, I want to go to Mother. That person was a Swami Ashokarnando, then a school teacher, who is the head of San Francisco Center. He asked a devotee, give this boy 20 rupees. With 20 rupees, he came to Calcutta from Silet, then took the train, went to Vishnupur, then took the bullock cart, came to Holy Mother in 1919 in Kualpara. He bowed down. Where do you come from? Silet. How are my disciples there? His mother inquired. At that time, Radhu was pregnant. Mother was waiting there. Then mother asked him, My boy? Next day, mother initiated him. I said, Can you make some stew for, for Radhu? Doctor prescribed some meat stew. Mother, if somebody tells me how to do it, I can do it. So mother said, do this way, cut it, then put a little ghee and put a little spices and salt and boil it for a long time and then bring the juice. Radhu was very weak, sick, so doctor prescribed it. So he went, first day, second day, all right. On the third day, that it was hot. It was from Jagodamba Ashram to Kualpara Ashram, quite a little distance. So he was carrying that bowl and it is just just metal bowl and it was so hard that the young boy, 19 years, he could not hold it, so it fell. So he went to the head Swami Maharaj, this thing happened. He said, go to the mother right now and tell her. So he went, oh, dhotte shekoni, dhotte shekoni. My boy, you did not learn how to hold, how to hold. Mother, if you would ask me, I can make it again? No. No. You go. Next day, mother sent his, her attendant. Tell that boy to make it, but someone should bring that soup here. So Then he... I asked him, Mother, what did you see in mother? Shall I be frank with you what I saw in the mother earlier? Makao ke mune kosto diye kotha bolte partenna. Mother never used a word hurting somebody. Never in her life. Sometimes we use, become, we hurt people. 
You see, we make friends, enemies through our words. We are not born with friends and enemies, but we make friends and enemies through our words, mainly, and through our action, behavior. But do you know how tactful she was? Suppose she gave some money to somebody to, for shopping and he did not return the change. She will tell, my son, I gave you some money, do you need some more? <laughs> oh, mother, I forgot to pay the change. <laughs> the image, she, that person will come and return the change to the mother. Purushbakku. Purushbakku means heart-arranging words. Sometimes you say something, it breaks the heart. Feelings. Never she used such words in her life. Ajata Shatru. That person's enemy has never been born. That we saw in the mother. Then he told me a very interesting story, you know. Do you know what happened? Mother was in Jairam, we'll go to Jairambhati. So Swami Sharadananda asked two monks, Rajbihari Maharaj and Ashok Maharaj, hey, go pack, help mother in packing. And these two young, they are both are mother's disciples. They helped mother packing. Because when she would go, she would go with her entourage, nieces, these, that, attendants, nearly five, six women. So these two young monks are also accompanying mother. They came to Howrah station, Calcutta, then took the train, overnight train to Vishnupur, and in the morning they got down, then they took five, six bullock carts, the 28 miles bullock carts, money 10, 12 hours. On the way they used to stop, Oh, Bharata Maharaj told us that story I shall never forget. It was in Jaipur Choti. Bharata Maharaj told us, I still remember that story. They are cooking. Do you know what do they do? Roadside in, you can buy rice, lentil, mustard oil, salt, whatever you want. And here is a earthen vessel. So they cooked dal and a vegetable, one dish, one dal, one vegetable. And when they cooked rice, you know, when the rice put, rice swelled. So when rice swelled, then the cook was put a lid on it and then upside down so that the liquid form, liquid portion will go out. While doing that, that pot broke on the grass. Cooking again, it will take another hour or more. But I saw, Holy Mother, what a strong common sense she had. She told everybody, hey, what happened? My mother, this thing happened. That, everything will be fine. You boys, all of you sit down. We'll have to cross this jungle before evening, otherwise there will be a highwayman, robbers may attack us. 
we must, our bullock cart must pass through this jungle. So, what did she do? Suppose the heaps of rice is there. She took a little ladle and took the, from the top she took a little rice and took a little dal and little vegetable in a shawl leaf. And she had a suitcase like this. That suitcase you will find in, in our mother's book. And the picture also. She opened the suitcase and put Sri Ramakrishna's picture there and put the shawl leaf there and addressed Sri Ramakrishna. <coughs> this much we could have today. Please eat right now. We'll have to eat, eat quickly before we, so that we'll have to cross this jungle. Shal leaves offering Sri Ramakrishna. Then that prasad she distributed everybody. And what did she do? She took a, from the top, you know, below, bottom portion she didn't touch it. From the top she was taking one scoop, rice, vegetable, dal, go, go. <laughs> the shal leaves, she distributed food everybody. Then she took a little bit herself, let us go. But we saw her common sense. Extremely strong common sense. When Holy Mother used to travel, I mentioned, do you know how does, did she carry her jewelry? She had a bundle of moody, pop rice. She would put her jewelry inside the pop rice. So when the robber came, they, they cannot see any, any jewelry. <laughs> strong common sense. That is Holy Mother. So this Swami, Swami Vishesh Maharaj, Swami, Satyasharupanandaji told this story. So these two monks, a Scottish mother, came to Jayarambati, carried her trunk and bedding in her room, and then they went to the busy guest room. The monks will go another place, you know, this is Mother's Cottage, a little away. So, Mother opened her trunk and she was checking that things have arrived. And Swami Sharadananda bought a beautiful new mosquito curtain for Mother. Jarambati infested with mosquitoes and malaria. So, beautiful mosquito curtain. Very light. So then in the meantime, Holy Mother's brother, Kali Mama, Uncle Kali came. Oh Didi, my oh sister. My goodness, such a beautiful mosquito cat. And Didi, you will have to give that one to me. <laughs> he grabbed it and put his arm and ran to his room. What Holy Mother can do just Seeing his brother, his, her brother, she, he kept quiet. Then in the evening, these two monks came to make mother's bed ready and all those things. They were searching that mosquito garden and asking, Mother, where is the mosquito garden? Definitely we put in this trunk. Where will it go? They opened the trunk and they're shuffling the clothes and this and that. Mother, where is the mosquito garden? She kept quiet. Then she said, oh, Kali came and he wanted, I gave him. Mother, Shami Sharadanda gave to you for your use. You did not use it even for a single day and you gave away. 
how will you we mind? My son, what to do? You just put on, set the my old mosquito catch and that will be all right. They grumbled, young monks. They set the mosquito garden. Then at night when they came out, they saw again Kali was coming to Holy Mother's room. These two monks grabbed his two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, you have taken away the mother's mosquito garden, return it right now. Hey, no, 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 mother, sister has given to me. No, you have taken away. Right now you'll have to give it to me. They squeezed him. Then he shouted, Oh, Didi, tomorrow Shebokram ke mere fille. Oh, sister, your attendants are going to kill me. <laughs> then Holy Mother Rani Hasharji, she ran from her room to the courtyard. Then in the meantime, he snatched away his two hands and ran to his room and closed the door. <laughs> then Holy Mother told these two young monks, you know, you are monks. It is not good to fight for a mosquito curtain in this way. You must learn detachment. Let him take it. What to do? This mother is their guru. So they obey their guru and that, you know. That story, Swami Satyasarupanandaji told me about mother's stories. I used to listen all mother's stories, you know. Like Elijah, and this way I wish to listen to these stories. But you know, I really fulfill my desire through this book, Sri Sharda Devi and the Divine Play, 876 pages. It took me say seven years. But it is an most updated biographies of the mother. It's a mother's first biography was written in 1940 in English by Tapasharananda. Second one was written by Swami Gumbirananda in 1954, mother's centenary time. Then Swami Nikhilananda wrote mother's biography in 1962. Afterwards, more materials came out. I edited one book, 47 Reminiscences of Holy Mother, Matri Darshan. Then, Shami Shardeshananda's book came. Shami Ishanananda's Matri Shanidhi. Then, Shami Parameshwarananda's Sri Sri Mahajayarambati. Bhumanandas Janani Sharada Devi. Then, Purnatmananda edited four volumes, Sisi Mayar Padaprante. A lot of new materials came out that I put in this book. So you will get whatever materials available. But you know, I first went to Jarambaji in 1962. I still remember Durga Puja time. At early in the morning, I used to recite the Vedas. And there I met two three mother's disciples, Parameshwaranandaji, Kishori Maharaj. Oh my God, the time, time is over. One story I shall tell about Kishori Maharaj. 
mother's stomach was not good because the water of Jarambachi was bad. That Banerjee Pukur's water, they used to bathe there, they used to drink that water, they used to cook with that water, same water they every all villagers are using. So that water is not very good for the stomach, especially rainy season. So what this monk do it, Kishori Maharaj, he used to go to bathe in the Amoda River. And that river is not very big, they are in Jarambati. It is just like a stream. And in the sand bank, he used to dig, remove the sand, and then some water which comes through the sand, that water is used to put in a pitcher, and that water he used to bring to for mother's drinking. A pitcher of water. Mother told him, Why did you bring this water? Mother, I went to, I go to bath, take bath there and I found this water is very good. Very pure water and it is good for your stomach. Alright, don't bring any more. Second day he brought again water. Again mother said, I forbid you, you don't listen to me, don't bring any more. Third day also he did the same thing. Again mother scolded him. I am your guru, I am telling you and you don't listen to me. I am asking you not to bring that water anymore. Mother, you like it or don't like it, it doesn't matter. I go to bath, take bath there, I shall bring this water every day if you like it. Fine, if not, throw away mother. Then mother said, my son, that water is really helping me. I forbid you because such a big pitcher of water, nearly half a mile, you will have to carry. That is the reason I am asking you not to bring. You know, when I read these stories, do you know how do I feel? This is called love. If I really love you, I want to serve you. Love and serve, that we listen, we find in Holy Mother's life. One day he was asking Swami Sharadeshananda. Sharadeshananda said, Mother, you are now old and you are making so much dough for chapati. You are making to Mother, we can do that job. Mother told her disciple, My son, bless me so that I may serve people and I can work till I die. Then Swami also said, Mother, you also bless me. That's so that I can serve people. You know, Holy Mother's life demonstrates practical Vedanta, how to love and how to serve. Thank you.